0: Regardless of their title, whether it's sales rep, sales consultant, product specialist, account manager, sales people, those people who interact one-on-one or on the telephone with your customers and prospective customers are the lifeblood of your business. Hello, my name's Paul Puckridge, I'm the training director here at the Success Institute. It's my pleasure to welcome you to this coaching program today. I'm sure you'd agree that it costs a lot of money to employ salespeople and keep them on the road. In addition to the costs of employing salespeople, you also have to compete with those organisations selling similar products and services to yours. And that's why having salespeople who know how to close sales is so critical to your organization's success. If your salespeople aren't using a particular sales methodology or process, when they get on the phone or when they prospect for new business, they're probably not maximizing their sales efforts. In this one-on-one coaching audio program, I want to discuss three of the key reasons why customers don't buy from your salespeople. In other words, why can't salespeople close the sale? And if you want your salespeople to be able to close more sales and to be even more successful more often, I hope that you'll enjoy the next few minutes that we spend together. For many years, our organization, the Success Institute, has been working with sales managers, organizations, and sales teams to help them increase their confidence and their competence in managing their time, both in the office and on the road, as well as managing the sales process. As hard as you work or as hard as your salespeople work, you don't make any profit when you come second to a competitor. You might have the best brochures. You might even have the best product. Your salespeople might be dressed well and know all the ins and outs of the organization, but if you don't close the sale, you don't make any profit. Why is it important to learn why customers buy and why customers don't buy from your salespeople? What I'd like to do is take a few minutes and look at three of the major reasons I've discovered over many years of working with sales organizations as to why customers don't buy. Now, this is by no means an exhaustive list, but it's some of the things that we discuss during our coaching and training programs, either in sales teams, for sales managers, or one-on-one with salespeople. Please feel free to take down some notes as we go along. So reason number one, the number one reason why customers don't buy or you can't close a sale is the customer doesn't trust the salesperson. You see, regardless of how much a customer might need or want your product or service, if the customer doesn't trust the salesperson, they're not going to buy from them. Trust is all about being able to build rapport and gain the customer's confidence. Now, the question is, why won't a customer trust a sales representative or a sales consultant? Well, let's look at a few reasons. It could be that the sales representative's dress and style is incongruent with your customer and his or her business. For example, the sales representative might be dressing a little bit sloppy or on the downside, yet they're selling to uh, an upmarket customer, or it could be the reverse. Maybe the sales representative is dressed very well, but is turning up to uh, an industrial organization and there's incongruency in dress. Another reason is the sales rep doesn't know the customer's business. And it becomes obvious to the customer that the rep doesn't truly understand what the customer does, what the customer sells or manufactures, or how the customer Is going to use the particular product or service that's being discussed. Another reason is that the salesperson doesn't understand his or her product very well. Now you would think that if someone's been working for an organization for some time they'd know the product or service. You'd think that but I see so many sales representatives who perhaps learnt many years ago about the product or service but haven't upgraded their skills and their knowledge. The final reason a customer doesn't trust a salesperson is that they don't feel any empathy. In other words, when the two of them sit down together, whether it's in an open uh, plan office or in a small meeting room, whether it's on the telephone or, or otherwise, there's no rapport, there's no chemistry. And it's absolutely essential for a transaction to be made, there has to be some level of chemistry you know it yourself I know it we meet people and there are some people we meet and there's there's a spark there's chemistry we like this person and we know through substantial research both in Australia and overseas that when there is a liking between two people there is a much greater chance that the customer is going to express a greater degree of interest if there is no chemistry it is much harder to make a sale or to close a sale and what we also know is especially in the long term when there is no chemistry when there is no rapport it becomes transactional rather than relational and as you and i both know transactional relationships are very hard to maintain and to manage all right let's look at number two the second reason why customers don't buy and i think this is huge and that is the salesperson, the sales rep the account manager whatever we're going to call this person has failed to identify the customer's pleasure or pain points. Let me explain that. You see, there's only two reasons why human beings do anything and everything in life. Let me say that again. In fact, when I teach this to sales organizations, it becomes a revelation, because many people have never understood the psychology of motivation, of human motivation. Let me say it again. There are only two reasons humans, you, me, everyone else, does anything and everything in life. The first reason is to gain pleasure. We do everything and anything to gain some type of pleasure. And the second reason is to avoid pain. Now, I'm going to explain this. For example, why did you come to work today? Well, I can tell you why you came to work. You came to work for one of two reasons. Only one of two reasons. The first reason was that you enjoy your job you enjoy your company, you enjoy what you do, and so therefore getting up in the morning is easy. Even traveling through traffic and catching public transport is is easy or easier because you find pleasure in what you do. In other words, working is a pleasurable experience, and the fact you get paid and maybe paid quite well, that's even more pleasurable. And you know what is interesting? Sometimes people are paid less than what they believe they're worth but they still turn up because the pleasure of their job is greater than the pain of not earning as much as they potentially could earn. The other reason you might have come to work today is to avoid pain. The pain of what? Well, the pain of going hungry, the pain of not being able to pay your mortgage, the pain of not having a job. And this applies to every human being. Everything we do is done for one of two reasons. To gain pleasure and avoid pain. You see, I believe the sales process is so, so easy, yet sometimes people overcomplicate it. The bottom line is this customers and prospective customers will buy only for one of two reasons to gain pleasure or to avoid pain. Now, by the way, which one of those do you think is the strongest motivator for customers to take action? You're right, it's pain. Let me give you a few examples. I don't know what industry you're in it could be printing it could be pharmaceutical it could be a uh, automotive but let's just go through uh, a few scenarios let's imagine that we have a customer who runs a printing company and he has a printing press and he produces brochures and newsletters and letterhead and business cards and we have a salesperson that's selling brand new printing equipment. Now the customer is happy with his machine. It doesn't break down, it's paid for, does everything that he wants, and the customer is happy with his lot in life. The salesperson phones up or knocks on the door and tries to sell a brand new printing machine. Well, guess what? There's only one of two reasons why that customer would buy a new printing machine one is to gain pleasure or one is to avoid pain well in this scenario the customer doesn't have any pain he's happy with his equipment yet what's going to happen if the salesperson starts telling him of the fact that this machine he's selling is very reliable and doesn't break down and has a preventative maintenance warranty and they have a service level agreement all those things might be true but the customer doesn't understand it or doesn't want to understand it because He has no pain and because he has no pain there's really no urgency to want to do anything differently in saying that the customer doesn't think he has a problem he's happy with his equipment he's not in any hurry to buy the piece of equipment so therefore even if the salesperson was to try and sell pleasure in other words the idea of having a more efficient printing machine it would uh, use less ink, it's more environmentally friendly, it costs less per page. While that would be a better strategy, if the customer doesn't think that he wants to improve those things, he's not going to express any interest. Besides that, the customer's pain of forking out money is greater than the pleasure of those benefits. Does that make sense? But what if the customer was having major dramas with his printing machine? It kept breaking down. He, he was not able to deliver his uh, documents in time to his customers. Every day there was a major jam that caused the printing press to go down for an hour. Why would he be motivated to talk to the salesperson? obviously. It's the avoidance of pain. Most humans will do anything to avoid. Think of another scenario. For example, why do you ring a law firm? You only ring a law firm generally when you've got a problem. What's a problem? A problem is pain. Why do you ring a law firm? You want the law firm to take away the pain. I'm using simplistic ideas here today. But I want you to understand that one of the greatest reasons why sales are not made, why closing does not happen, is because in the first instance, the salesperson did not establish whether or not the client was moved to avoid pain or gain pleasure. And you might be asking, well, how, we, how do we determine that? Well that's determined using a sales process. The process we use is called ICON. I-C-O-N, icon and it's a series of questions and it's a process which the salesperson leads the customer through that works out whether the customer is motivated more by pain or wants to actually benefit by achieving more or doing more which will automatically lead to the customer making some type of decision more often what i've discovered is that there are some salespeople who have this mental blockage around closing sales and that's because they think that closing is an event. It isn't isn't an event. If we're doing our job right we should be closing all the time. In fact, from the moment we introduce ourselves as we ask the right questions and we lead the prospective customer down a certain path, we're closing gates. We're closing the sale and we're doing that by building rapport, by establishing chemistry, by asking a series of questions in a correct order that gets the customer to a point where he sees or she sees that they have a problem that needs to be solved or they want more out of what they're currently doing and therefore your product or service is a logical choice. The third reason that sales are lost and sales aren't closed is psychological. And that is the account rep, the salesperson, the account manager, doesn't ask for the order. Once again, this might be a revelation. Surely, Paul, a salesperson would always ask for the order. Well, you would think so. But there are many salespeople, especially those who perhaps have a lower level of self-esteem, who find selling challenging because they don't understand the process or they've had no training. That will get to the end of the sale they'll write the proposal they'll pitch the business but they won't ask for the order or they won't ask in the correct way and therefore the customer says well i'll think about it you see as you and i both know when we're meeting someone we pick up vibes is the salesperson confident do they believe in their product do they honestly believe that this is going to help me do they want me to buy this? And I say that in a way which is positive, not negative. And if the customer gets the impression that this is becoming very uncomfortable for the sales consultant, it will be become comfortable, uh, uncomfortable for them as well. So there we have it, three reasons why sales aren't made and closes aren't made either number one what was the reason the reason was there's no chemistry there's no rapport there's no trust reason number two we didn't establish any level of pleasure or pain and that really is critical you have to establish why this customer is going to buy your product or service only one of two reasons pleasure or pain or the third reason is you simply didn't ask the customer to buy and of course it's not just about saying well would you like to buy it there is a technique there is a process that we lead salespeople through during our icon selling process I hope you found the coaching today useful I'm hoping you're going to put some of these things into practice so before we finish up let's just look at some ways you can use today's coaching session number one I want you to be very aware of the chemistry and rapport that you create when you're with your customers and prospective customers it's your goal To make sure that you establish chemistry if there's no chemistry the chances of you getting any further down the track are greatly reduced number two you have to establish whether or not the customer is in pain or whether they seek greater pleasure via the product or services you sell remember they are the only two things that will cause a customer to want to do something make a different decision and thirdly are you asking for the sale do you have a process which automatically leads at the end of the questions at the end of the uh, the appointment to naturally lead to a yes i will purchase it now you might say but paul what about competing against a competitor or if our prices are too high well all those things can be overcome in many other ways which we don't have time to talk about today but what i've given you really are the main three and you see things like price resistance can be overcome By using the right questioning, by establishing pleasure and pain, by asking for the sale, and by building rapport. Does that mean if you use these ideas, you'll close every single sale? No, not necessarily, but I promise you will close more, more often. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this coaching session today useful and practical. More importantly, I hope you use some of the ideas. So until we talk together, please enjoy every success.